A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello and welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson and today I have on friend of the show because she's been on a few times now, Megan, my sister. Hello. Hello. Oh, how are you doing? Good. So I have a whole, I'm going to have a whole series of episodes that were recorded on Christmas because we're here. It's Christmas Day and we're all just here. So I was like, you're here again. <laughs> I'm going to hold you hostage and make you be on the show. Um, but you have been going through a journey in your life that I thought was very necessary to talk about and actually very pertinent to talk about because um, you are going through it in a personal way. And that's the fact that you've had surgery for, what is it called? I mean, what, how would you describe it? It's surgery for weight loss or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. A tool for weight loss. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you made the decision to have surgical intervention in a, on your weight loss journey, right? Yes. And, um, so what, what, I want to go back. So weight has been an issue for you yes. uh, for a while. What, what's that like for you? What is your experience of having issues with your weight and everything if that, that comes with that? Mm, well, <clears throat> just looking in the mirror, you know, you don't like the way you look. I feel like you look, I feel like I looked gross and noticed I mean, people people treat you different. Really? Yeah. Um, you say you felt like you looked gross. Um, do you think that? I mean, where did you have an appreciation for just the body you're in, or did it did it mess with your self worth? Yeah, I think it did. I was I felt very much less than many many people. Do you think that's something that you inflicted on yourself, or do you think that that? That comes from other people. You knew how the world perceived you, and so mm. are you. That's how you felt the world perceived you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I probably beat myself up a lot internally and caused a lot of it. But I really felt like I was treated different, or certain situations of you know, if I looked different, then mm -hmm. it would be different. Well. um, so how long, like, did, was there a certain point when weight, weight became an issue for you? Or is it something that you felt like you had struggled with your whole life? Or, you mm. know. Yeah, even at the weight I was in high school, I felt like I was too big. I was bigger than all my friends and bigger yeah. than all my teammates in volleyball. And mm -hmm. Well, I've seen some of your old teammates. They caught mm. up to you. Yeah. Um, no offense. I'm just saying, you know, you can't. You can't be, you know, you can't treat someone a certain way for their looks because you don't know what you're going to look like in 10 years or 15 or 20. Well, now I guess it's 20 years since you graduated high school. Yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, and now that you have lost some weight, have you noticed a difference in the way people treat you? Oh, lots of people. Oh, you look so good. You're, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't Never. know that I've ever... I try not to tell you things that are just 
skin deep. I try not to give compliments that are, you know, like I don't want to tell Eden, who's 14, oh, you look so pretty. Because being pretty is not the most important thing. And looking good is not the most important thing. My thing is, and I try not to, but I mean, we're all conditioned to give compliments. You've lost weight, and and so that's a conditioning of skinny is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't necessarily know that that's true. Um, do you do you feel like you were unhealthy before you lost some of your weight? There toward the end, before I had the surgery, I noticed joints hurting more, not able to to walk mm-hmm. a lot. But now that I'm this far, I see more of how unhealthy it was. You feel like it was unhealthy to be that heavy and yeah. and everything. Well, I mean, you know, and I've always said, and I don't mean to be disparaging to anyone, but you really don't see fat old people. You know, if people make it to nineties, they're not fat. <laughs> they're not. They're not carrying that burden probably because osteoporosis would break all their joints, or whatever, or, or whatever that comes with that. I just don't know why. I mean, is there is that true or is that unfair for me to say? I mean, it could come with a lot of health issues. I mean, like type 2 diabetes goes along with overweight people. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure. And you don't have diabetes. No. Or any of that. No. Did you have a high blood pressure? No. Well, there you go. You avoided it. But let's talk about the the type of surgery you had. Um, because I think everybody knows about gastric bypass at this point. Mm-hmm. People have had gastric bypass and... <clears throat> And even famous people like Star Jones from The View, she had gastric bypass and then told everybody she's been exercising and, and dieting and it mm-hmm. blew up in her face a little bit because turns out also you had surgical intervention to help you, which is not a thing she should be ashamed of and she's not anymore. But that was, I don't think a lot of people realize that that is not the only surgical intervention. Mm-hmm. And how did you, so you had what is called, it's called gastric sleeve. Yeah. The abbreviation is VSG, but I don't really remember what that stands for. It's just mm-hmm. gastric sleeve. And what, uh, so do you know what gastric bypass is? Like, do you know what goes into doing that? They route your parts of your intestine, like around your stomach and bypass part of your stomach where it goes directly into the intestines. and Is that is the point of that to really, really, really speed up your metabolism? It just, it's, weight loss is more rapid with that one. Okay. So for the more overweight people, they tend to choose that one. And then so, so what is the gastric sleeve? Gastric sleeve, there's no intestinal involvement at all. They just go in and, um... I guess staple off part of my stomach and they took that part out and it it's what's left is your sleeve. It's basically like a short banana shaped stomach. Mm-hmm. Holds it, so that's far. It sounds like that's far less invasive too than yeah. surgical or than gastric bypass. Mm-hmm. But also there is, I know people, we have people in our family who've had the lap band. And mm-hmm. what's that? They put this little device they form a little pouch and clip it around your stomach and then they put water in it to make the hole going into your stomach smaller where the food will sit there longer and you'll feel fuller longer. There's no removing any part of your stomach. 
Mm-hmm. But that is just a band around the top so of the your stomach. So the band seems, that's probably the least invasive as yeah, far as. There's a lot of follow-up involved because you have to have the the fluid around the band adjusted till you get it just right. And mm-hmm. Well, and did you do research on all three or did you, is that something that your doctor is like, this is what's right for you. Don't, don't try anything else because this is what's right for you. I did a lot of research between the sleeve and the band. I didn't really feel like gastric bypass was, was never me. on your radar. No, because I felt like, well, and they've come a long way with it now. But when it was new, there were lots of complications with the gastric with bypass. That can, I knew a person who had gastric bypass in college, and I just don't think she did well with it because I think she ballooned up again, and and I think she was far more unhealthy from. I don't know why you would be like, I don't know what it was that makes her unhealthy, but I think she had a lot of health complications afterward because she didn't take her diet seriously afterward. Mm. Um, but that's just, you know, her experience, not, you know, general information, yeah. you know, not, it's not like I'm like, Oh, she screwed it up or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know her anymore, but I remember she was sort of disappointed in stuff because she had a lot of complications, Yeah, but she was very young. She was 18. So mm. I was like, well, and you're not 18. <laughs> you're uh, an adult. Yeah. You're a full-fledged adult. Um, so what made you decide gastric sleeve rather than lap band? The weight loss is a little more rapid with gastric sleeve than the mm-hmm. band. And then, of course, I know people that have had the band and had severe complications from mm-hmm. it as well. But that's true with any surgery. And I'm, but I've known people that's done well with the band, so. Oh, you do? I See, I I know two people who've had the band. I mean, personally, because that's just all I know. And both of them have had no, it just seems like they've had, it was more trouble than it was worth. Because if you're going to go through all that to get it, just to remain at your weight or balloon back up to most of the weight you've lost, you know, then what's the point? Which, that's possible with any of the surgeries mm-hmm. you have to follow. But I just... The the more rapid weight loss and and the less follow up, it just se- it just seemed to fit my lifestyle better. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to the doctor and told him that's what I chose, he said that he thought that was the best option for me yeah. too. Well, and so you had the surgery, um, but I know you had a lot of interventional appointments. I guess, for lack of a better term, you had a lot of prep to do for yeah. yourself you had to do um met, like health dietary you know restrictions to fault leading up to it you you even had to do psychological uh actually i didn't prep didn't you the doctor didn't require that actually i didn't go for that oh you didn't i thought this you, doctor didn't require you thought that. you were going to but you wound up yeah. not having to because i remember we had lots of conversations about it before and and everything but um so you didn't well, i mean and you know if you've been a heavy for long enough and you've tried diet and you've tried exercise and you've tried this and that and the other thing and you need something, then why do you need psychological help? Why well, it's just like, let's just do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, but had you tried diet exercise and you know, yeah. What was your weight loss journey prior to having surgery? What is that like? Huh. Roller coaster. Get on a diet for a while, try this new diet, and do good and lose some weight. But then you get just get tired of 
the restrictions and mm-hmm. fall off the wagon. Yeah. When it comes back. So, I mean, and some of them just don't work at all. Like, and, you know, I think a lot of diets don't take into consideration who you are, like how old you are, what your career is, because sometimes you were working in hospitals because you're a nurse and you don't all, you didn't always have a consistent schedule and, and a lot of consistency I think is required for weight loss. But, um, so yeah. And you, when did you have the surgery? September 9th this year. September 9th. And you've lost a lot of weight so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you comfortable sharing your numbers? What you did weigh, what you do weigh, what you want to weigh? Or is that not something you want to spotlight so much? Because, I mean, uh, that's that's not something I want to endorse with this show or give a platform to is that the number is important as far as what is good and what is bad. But also, numbers are how we... Our, the scale, how much somebody weighs, is a, a way of measuring, a measurement tool. So, I will share the pounds that I've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I go, I'm on this, I go from February, was when I had my first appointment with the um, surgeon to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And that was the weight I go from. And since then... Since February, I've lost 63 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and since surgery, I have lost 39 pounds. Mm-hmm. So. And you have not gained anything during this holiday season so far. No. You got one more holiday to go. <laughs> New <Yeah>. Year's. <laughs> so. That one's not so bad. Um, we don't eat so big for that one, right? But you've you've have you you've lost weight even through the holiday season since Thanksgiving. I haven't lost anything. I weigh weekly. I only allow myself to weigh once a week, and this past week I did not lose anything. But you got through Christmas without gaining an ounce. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a win in my opinion. Um, because I mean, but how has it been? How has it been for you since having surgery? Because Things have got to be different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't just maintain an exact life carbon copy of the life you had before surgery. No, yeah, for sure. So, um, it was. I mean, there in the beginning, it was kind of tough because you have the dietary restrictions to allow your stomach to heal. Because mm-hmm. you went on liquid diet for a yeah. while, right? I had to do liquid diet one week before surgery. Um, the day before surgery, I was only allowed clear liquids. And then when I came out of surgery, I had to do five days of clear liquids. What does that only. mean, clear liquids? Clear I mean, water, obviously. Like water, um, the little popsicles, jello. Um, so liquids you can see through, not necessarily like yeah. red jello's fine. Right. Yes. Not clear, clear. Right. Okay, That's gotcha. The, the medical term for yeah. that. Yeah, gotcha. Um, for the, and that was a week before and then a week after? So you the were on clears were a week at for four five days after surgery, but then after that I had to do fourteen more days of full liquids. And that includes like I was able to milk. do protein shakes, milks, um, strained creamy soups, um, like potato, like tomato soup and stuff. Yeah, but you, I was careful with that because you know tomato has acid. It's so. pretty thick and acidic. Yeah, um, and then after that. 
mushy foods. <laughs> Soft was the... Like cream potatoes, macaroni yeah. and cheese. I didn't kind of do stuff. macaroni and cheese so much because I've, I've done a lot of research about foods and stuff and I'd seen where sometimes noodles are not easily digested at that point. So mm. I kind of... You stayed away stayed from away that. Stayed away from that. Well, that's... Um, that's interesting. When did you get to go back on just when did your when did the restrictions of the food you could eat end? So I did the five days of clears. Then I did fourteen days of full liquids. I can't remember exactly. I think it was between it was around fourteen days of soft foods, which I ate a lot of cheese. It could have cheeses, um, mm-hmm. mostly cheese and protein chips. <laughs> you love then. a cheese, huh? <laughs> you, or did you get sick of cheese? Yeah, kind of at that point. But lot, and some mashed potatoes. Um, I was able to have grits. Yeah. I ate some oatmeal that was cooked really well. And did you you didn't, did you have any complications? Like no. A complication would be what would be a complication? Some people that I know have gone through it just can't keep food down. Like they have, it, like they, they do throw it up they, and they yeah. just can't do it. And we'll have to go back into the hospital for hydration. And I know someone who did that. Get them back on a track. couple of times in the next that they had the surgery and then they had to go back in the hospital for you know a couple of times in that first week. But um, and then one complication that they warn against: you have to get enough liquids in to keep hydrated, whether you're vomiting or not. They want you to make sure you drink enough. With some people. Do have to go back in for fluids just because they're not drinking enough. Yeah. Um, there's no like, I mean, there's no risk of, I mean, I don't know risk. There's risks with every surgery, but there's no risks of like, I don't know, the surgery not going well, like incisions or staples popping out or anything like mm, that. Yeah, I mean, there, I didn't have staples. Um, oh, that's right. You. I do know some people that did have staples, but I didn't. Um, you know, there's always risk for surgical side infection and, mm-hmm. and you didn't have any of that. Mm-mm. Um, no. did you ever get sick? No, you never even had any risk I, of not keeping food down. No, I think I remember maybe getting nauseated a couple times. Like they sent me home with some Zofran and I think I took it maybe two or three times. Yeah. Something else I'm curious about is. What were your conceptions about and expectations about the surgery versus what your experience is? Did what do they did the research and the stuff you looked up? Did it set you up perfectly to understand what was going to happen, or did you, you know, hope for the best and it was different, or you know, what was the discrepancy there, or if there was one? I kind of didn't let myself or just didn't set any expectations for me mm-hmm. i guess i really expected to have more nausea and just stuff like that yeah in the first few days or weeks or whatever but so that was a pleasant mm-hmm. different pleasant surprise i thought well because yeah. you probably heard of people having nausea and you're like well obviously i'm gonna mm-hmm. have it because yeah you know we we learn and condition ourselves to be the 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 rule and not the exception to the rule. And it turns yeah. out you're a little bit of the exception to the rule when it comes to that type of thing, right? Yeah. And how did you get information? You you talk about how you heard of people this and heard of people that. Where did you where did you get information of 
people who have had the surgery and all that. Um, beforehand, I had one of my coworkers, she'd had the lap band. Mm-hmm. And so we'd talked some about her experience. And then um, it was a little bit after surgery. Um, I found this um, support group on Facebook um, for bariatric surgery, pre and post-op. And mm-hmm. they share a lot. I mean, there's a lot of information shared there. And so I've seen different people's experiences. And, and then actually, I've come to find out, there's a coworker that actually had the same surgery I did about two months before I did, and so she's a a lot of information, a lot were y'all, of help. Did were y'all coworkers the whole time and just didn't realize y'all were going through the same journey? She she's a new teacher this year. Because you're a school. school nurse, yeah. So so she's a that. new teacher, and then um, one of my other coworkers had mentioned before I had surgery. Oh, that's the same one that she had, and so and I I didn't really mention it to her because I didn't want, you know, that's not something she wanted to talk about and share. I didn't right. want to be pushy. But I think somebody, you know, mentioned to her that I had it, so she actually mm-hmm. came to me. And so. Do you find that it is a sensitive topic to talk about? Or mm-hmm. is it? Is it seem like, you know, I'm losing weight rapidly and people should know why kind of thing? No, I mean, I don't volunteer that information. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it. I just, you know, I just don't make it a big point in my life. You know, people talk about it and kind of are inquisitive. I don't mind telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people ask how much I've lost, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. So I tell, you know, I just, I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just me. I'm not comfortable disclosing all my numbers yeah. to just everybody. Well, but, and I, I think that's healthy. I think that's like. Because people already have preconceived notions about what is a healthy or attractive weight. And I don't think we need that because I, I, I personally believe that, that the way a person looks is secondary to who a person is always. And that's, that should be what people strive to be. You shouldn't strive to be you know, a size whatever, you should strive to be someone that makes people feel good and secure and, you know, valid. And and I think that, I, I just think that's wise of you to just be like, you know what, it doesn't matter what I weigh. You can know that, you know, oh, we can all acknowledge that being overweight is can can lead to being unhealthy. It doesn't necessarily go hand in hand, I wouldn't say, would you? Not necessarily, because I know, I mean, you know, well, me, I didn't have the the health issues. and Because mm-hmm. I think just, some people just assume fat people are unhealthy, and that's not necessarily no. true. I, I started experiencing, you know, the, the joint pain, the back pain, that, mm-hmm. but as far as, like I said, you know, high blood pressure, yeah, diabetes, or even pre-diabetes, some of my lab work before that was a requirement for the surgeon, you know, it was, it was perfect. Oh, well, that's good. So. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you don't share those numbers because I just want to be a space. I want this show to be a space of changing the mindsets of people. Like I, like I had a friend who, um, she has a daughter and and she wouldn't care for me sharing this, but she has a daughter who's 22 months. And a lot of times people don't, especially in this part of the world in the, in the South where we are, they don't acknowledge the... The, the subliminal messages we feed our children 
that, you know, little girls are to be pretty and cute and wear dresses and do, you know, be, be a good little girl and do all this and, you know, and stuff. And I asked, um, her name is uh, Lily Bell, my friend Janae. She was, uh, we were at breakfast and I, said, and I asked her, I said, Lily Bell, can, um, do you think we're good enough friends to have a high five yet? And she said, yeah. And I said, do you want to high five me? And she's like, yeah, I do. And so we high-fived. And then her mom just pulled me aside. And she goes, I just really appreciate you doing that. Asking her if it's okay to give her a high-five. Because little girls are just fed, you know, come give me a hug. And it's like, mm. well, you don't have to touch anybody you don't want to touch. And any person, you don't have to shake their hand. You don't have to hug them. You don't have to high-five them. You don't have to do anything with your body that you don't want to do. Mm. And she said she had a... um a, uh, a a preschool teacher who would be like, where's my hug? You know, and she's like, she doesn't have to give you one. We're going to have this conversation again. <laughs> so, you know, that type of thing. And, and that's what I want this show to be. I want to break that cycle of teaching people that they have to do things they don't want to do or they have to be something they don't want to be or they have to look a certain way to be valid. Um, so I just appreciate yeah. you not sharing your numbers. That it doesn't matter. Like, that's great. Um, so we've talked about your preconceived notions about the surgery. Do you, th- what do you think the, what are you in your, after having gone through it, what are your, con- your findings that other people assume about the surgery or assume about the experiences rightly or wrongly? Well, I haven't had anybody say this to me. But one thing I see a lot of on the Facebook support group page is people that have had the surgery have people tell them that, oh, you took the easy way out. Or I did it the the natural way to lose weight. And okay. So people say I did it the natural way? Yeah. I mean, I mean you, I'm going to make a statement and I want you to say, no, that's not actually accurate if it's not accurate. But... You're doing it the exact same way. The way you're losing weight is the natural way, too, in the fact that your portions are smaller. Mm-hmm. You are concerned with the way that you, with what you are putting in your mouth. And so, I mean, there's only one way to lose weight mm-hmm. diet and exercise. And diets can include portions. Yeah. Portion. Por- a portion. Portioning your food is a diet. So diet and exercise is the only way to lose weight. And some people just needed a little bit of help to get to that space. Is that accurate to say? I would say so. I I mean, mean, it's all natural. It's not like you're taking, you know, drinking bleach to, you know, make yourself throw up. That's not a natural way to do it. You're eating food and digesting food (laughs) with whatever. So I just feel like that's natural too. I mean, we're taught that whatever surgery you have, whether it be the the uh, band or the sleeve or the bypass. Yeah. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's not an automatic fix-all. I mean, you still have to make conscious decisions right. every day about what you put in your mouth. And mm-hmm. you still... And I would say this is... I mean, it just seems like this is the opposite of the easy way. Because if you go wrong, it could have a... It could turn your body into just a... It could ravage your body for a while. Yeah. If you do it the wrong way, right? Yeah. So... I mean, you have to be be careful and... Well, I'll let you speak. How, if somebody said that to you, what would you, maybe not necessarily would say because, you know, but what would you want to say to them? Uh, it's, I mean, definitely not just easy. Um, 
like I said, you still have to make conscious decisions every day about what you put in your mouth. You you can still decide to eat that fattening sweet food. Yeah. The sweets, the carbs, and and uh, the liquid diet after post-op and then just move into softs. And it, that was not an easy task <laughs> to accomplish. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I guess we could all imagine <laughs> what happens to your body uh, when you're on a liquid diet, yeah. but and uh, you have to you have to relearn how to eat. You have to relearn cues from your body. You have different cues when you're full. You need you have to eat slowly. Chew your food. They tell you to chew your food to the consistency of applesauce. Oh wow! Do you still do you consciously do that? <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> I, I do. I find a, that hard. A to lot. Even I mean, fathom. some things I have not chewed quite so well. But if it's like you know meat and can you tell? Like, does stuff. your stomach hurt or anything like that if you don't chew it enough? Not necessarily from that, but I have noticed. <laughs> I, again, I don't know if you could hear that or not, but we're in a house full of people on Christmas Day. <laughs> And, you know, we're, the festivities are over, and your son just sneezed like an old lady. Go ahead. Sorry. So, I mean, I've noticed that if I don't eat slowly like I should, because I have a husband who shovels his food and eats it down, huh? fast, and so sometimes I'm just following his speed. But it's like I'll be doing fine, but then all of a sudden hits, and it's like, oh, I'm eating way too fast. Yeah. A little stomach thing, so... Stomach mm-hmm. pains and. Well, what about so. changes in your body? Like, of course, you've lost weight, but is there anything you've noticed on this journey of losing weight? Like, just the way you feel physically in your own skin, and you know the way you move about your mobility around, you know, in life. One of the big things, and early on, that got me like, you know, when I could only have liquids, or I was in the soft phase where I was eating mostly cheese, that. When I was craving a food, it wasn't the sweets that I so often craved before. Yeah. Like, I was wanting some broccoli salad. Really? Or my, I make a chicken broccoli rice casserole, and I was craving that. Yeah. And Well, that's not, I mean, that's, that's interesting that it just kind of all, like, I don't know, it just seems to, like you said, it's a tool to get you on the right path, and it sounds like you sort of naturally found the right path. Yeah. And even now, like we're here at Christmas, yeah. you know, there's, you know, through the holidays. And, and one thing I've noticed, I still don't really just crave those sweets. You know, I think about something like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's do you, delicious. Um, but I just hadn't had that craving for it. Do you yeah. find yourself sort of in the same routine? Because today we had Christmas morning, you know, Christmas Day lunch and with the family like we usually do. And there's all the... Regular desserts we always have. Do you did you find yourself going into the routine that you your muscle memory knew to eat the eat the dinner and then go for the dessert and then you realize after you got there, oh I don't, know, I don't really need that after all. Uh, no, I mean, I, of course I exercise the portion control on my plate and. Yeah, I was. I actually made a comment about. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, your plate is like a child's plate. Yeah. <laughs> it's very and small portions." I've made, well, you know, my famous grape salad, I would say. You know, famous in this family. But, uh, <laughs> Chad just giggled. <laughs> he hates grape salad. Do you really? Then, you hate grape salad? I didn't really care for it either. <laughs> no. <laughs> but 
famous within three people, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, I ate my dinner, and I thought, well, I'm going to have just a bite or two of grape salad, and I ate, like, one grape, and I was like, oh, I can't. So, I mean, I didn't even put the other stuff on my plate. Yeah. Well, at the end of it all, I mean, you're not your journey's not over. You're going to still lose more weight because that's, I mean, that's why you did it. But are you glad you did it? Absolutely. Like one hundred percent. There's no like, there's no other spe- thought in your head. Not other. at this point. There were, early on, I had some, you know, I was going through some tough times, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, what have I done? And you know, I was, that I just I miss eating. But as I've progressed my diet and everything, I mean, I really, you know, I'm fine now. I mean, I would absolutely do it again. Mm-hmm. And what, what would you say to somebody who might be listening who's like, I'm, you know, overweight and I want to lose weight. And I think surgery, the, sur- the tool of these surgeries might be for me. Definitely do your research, you know. Pick the procedure that's right for you. And, you know, if you do it, just, I, I, I mean, I hate to say you won't regret it, but, I mean, I feel like if you use the tool correctly, it's, it will definitely be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share the name of the Facebook group just in case somebody wants to, you know, chime in and see? Or is that sort of a sacred space for no, people that needs to be a sacred space? I can't actually remember the name of exactly. It's uh, something along like bariatric surgery support, pre and post op. Well, and I'm sure there's multiples on on Facebook. There's many of them for many groups, but it's but bariatric surgery would be something they could research. They could type into Facebook and you know maybe chime in and see what happens. Maybe not your group. Now you're going to be famous, and everybody wants to come to your group and talk to you. Is there anything you would want to say that I haven't covered here about the whole process psychologically, emotionally, spiritually? Did it do anything for you spiritually? Mm, I don't know about that. Just, you know, I mean, I feel, but I can tell, you know, I don't eat sugar like I used to. Of course, I indulged a little bit over the holidays, (laughs) but cleansing myself from all the sugars and and stuff and losing the weight. I mean, I, I I hardly ever take naps now. Do you really not? A nap was my my thing. Mm-hmm. And I have felt more sluggish over the last couple of days and I with I, the sugar. I feel like it's because I've had some sugar. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I I cut sugar out a few every once in a while and I I find that that's just like I feel better when I don't eat sugar. So we should just stop eating so much sugar. Mm. Okay, so I'll be delicate about uh, the next question I want to ask because your husband got a Cheshire cat grin on his face because he's over. He's he's in the kitchen. He's milling around with some food because again Christmas, and he's he said, "Tell him about yesterday." And we we made these little back and forth eyes. I know what yesterday was. Yeah. It was well. I'll bring up it. It's had an impact on your sex life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, within respect, because I don't need to know details. No one does of, <laughs> of anyone's. But, <laughs> but talk about that. Talk about a little bit. I mean, what, was, what is that change? I mean, first of all, the change is m- more, obviously, I'm assuming. 
And probably, I mean, again, brother, sister, brother-in-law, but more enjoyable in the experience as well. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Just keep, things are easier. <laughs> things things are easier. Easier. Well, and there's, and I guess, you know, you, it's more, it's, it's more of a natural experience without all the logistics yeah. of things too. Um, but did, I mean, I, I will ask so delicately, but I, I want to hit every detail the the sex drive. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to whisper listeners, <laughs> but there's, their children are in this house. But anyway, but about is, was there changes on that of your of that type of thing. Chad would probably say no, not right now. But I feel like I see it coming. Oh, no pun intended. Um, it's an explicit rating and I can do what I want. <laughs> really? And what do you mean? I mean, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, it's not here, but you see it coming. Well, what does that mean? Things were easier... More easily achieved. Yeah. And so... You're like, well, that's not what I remember, so (laughs) let's... I'll be honest. I mean, before, it was a lot of work on me. Yeah. And that workload was lifted to me. (laughs) So, you know. Do you want to comment... I asked Chad. That was Chad for the listeners. Her husband. He just got his Cheshire Cat grin. He said, "Nope." So I guess I guess that's all the comment we need from you, sir. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's something that I, I didn't really think about. But that mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's different. He said he's noticed differences and mm-hmm. things easier for him as well. Right there, you go. I mean that's. I guess if you think about it, that's inevitable. Yeah. But. Uh, all the listeners around the world were rooting for you guys to <laughs> do more. I <laughs> uh, think Chad appreciates that. <laughs> you got our support. <laughs> go, Chad, go. Um, well, anyway, I think that's a lovely place to start meandering our way to the exit. What would you say would be step number one for somebody wanting to do to look more? Into that. Would it be talk to their doctor, do their own research, Um, try to die at first? What? Well, if you're at the point where you're thinking about that, I feel like you've probably been on many, many, Mm -hmm. many diets. Um, The first thing for me was insurance. Yeah. Lots of people pay for it out of pocket, take out a loan. We were not in a place where we could do that. So... If, If... I will say this. If someone is in a place they need to do that... Did you, would you say that the money investment, the taking out a loan and doing that, would you say, yes, you'll thank yourself for doing this? I know that it's a big, it's a big price tag. Would you say it's worth it if you had to spend that money and pay for it every step of the way? I would say yes. Um, because I think that's something people might be thinking about. That, I, you know, if I had insurance, sure, I'd do it. I would say don't overburden yourself financially. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, that's going to put more stress on you while you're going through the recovery. Yeah. But But if they had the ability to take a bank loan and they had, and it wouldn't put an overburden, but it would add a bill 
to your check, you know, a bank loan check, $500 a month for that bank loan or whatever. And they could handle that. You'd say, go do it. I would. 100%. Absolutely. I begged Chad before we had insurance to yeah. cover it to let me do that. And then I knew that we weren't in a place financially right. we could do that. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. I mean, if you are in a position where you can, yeah. it's it's life changing. Right. Well, there you go. Well, I, I mean, that I think this is just one. I mean, again, this is one person's experience on this. But I think hearing you know, one person's experience can help a lot of people. You just never know. Um, Oh, I do remember one more thing I wanted to say. You've been pretty open about it. You've been sharing your progress photos on social media. You've been, you know, you said, you've told people I've had surgery. I've done this. What was it about that? What made you want to be so open about it? Or did you conscientiously do that Uh, at all? Yeah, I did posted on social media because you know you have the memories that pop up and i always want to be able to see where i was where i came from yeah. how far i've come so I, that was kind of for me but i mean it's not something i'm ashamed of so you know were it, you thinking i could help other people by doing this or did you just want to do it for for the for you know for the journey's purpose yeah kind of keep a record but i mean i've seen lots of before and after pictures i have a couple of people that we know are going through it right now and they'll post their pictures and it's just you know it, it keeps that hope mm-hmm. or the what's ahead for me yeah alive you know well so maybe, I, I learned that from the show when when dad died we did grief episodes and shortly after everybody was like i know a lot of people who died of covid they're going through grief or they have their families going through grief i'm going to be sharing these episodes with them so i mean i think we know for sure knowing that there's other people out there going through this incredibly specific experience it gives you hope Mm -hmm. do you find that you got hope from the support group oh yeah reading that so yeah i mean I'm, i'm so glad you did share your journey and are continuing to share your journey because they're you know People think, I mean, we, we're very, we're very narcissistic a little bit in life. And the fact that you think I'm, you know, I'm fat and I'm the only one who's this fat. I, you know, nobody knows what mm-hmm. I'm going through. And then you say something out loud for the first time and everybody's like me too. Yeah. And I think we, I don't know why that's such a hard thing for us to, to really internalize and know that we, it's safe to do that. But it, cause it is vulnerable to talk about issues you're having in life and, mm-hmm. And like, and I appreciate you being vulnerable about yours and Chad's intimate information like that because I think people can appreciate that because I know you know there's lots of people that have that type of thing have challenges or ro- hurdles to get over not really mm-hmm. even challenges or roadblocks or anything like that but hurdles that are not necessarily there for other people in that area for different re- other different reasons mm-hmm. so I mean it's just the camaraderie that we can find in telling our story is just exponentially unimaginable. So I appreciate that for you. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing that with me because we, I, you know, of course you and I've talked about it privately, but I was like, this is important. I think this is really, really important for people to hear and know. And, you know, and, and that's, that's why I started this show because I do, I mean, life is happening to everybody and, I have it right here in my in my little circle of people. A lot of things are happening that are unique, and this is yeah. unique. So, well, thank yeah. you for sharing. Um, do you for do you me. want to do you want people to follow you and see your 
progress photos or you're like, no thanks. Uh-huh. It's fine. I mean, I don't post a lot of... Right now, my trend is just post once a month. I yeah. post on my surgery-versary day. Surgery-versary. Um, the progress I made. and Well, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> Here, I, let, me, let me pull it up. I love how I no one ever knows their own Instagram handle. I think it's M-Tremel-R-N. Let me see. Okay, so your Instagram handle is M-Trammel-R-N. So that's M-T-R-A-M-M-E-L-L-R-N. As in Megan Trammel, the registered nurse, M-Trammel-R-N. And she's posted her Instagram photo update every month. But she also has some photos of her child, children. I don't use Instagram as much. So most of my progress photos are on Facebook. Well, starting in 2022, her brother, the host of the show, will encourage her to post more photos from Facebook onto Instagram. So you all, strangers, can hear it. But you can also follow me on all social medias at Kyle L. Henderson. And as this is being recorded on Christmas, but it is, in fact, 2022 when you are listening to this, I hope your year is going well so far. And... Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this show and leave me a review so I know who's listening. Have a great day, guys.